Welcome to Toddcast by the Oslo Desk. The Oslo Desk Todd brings diverse perspectives to the table and creates practical content to help people of all backgrounds in Norway to live out their greatest potential. In this podcast season, we will be highlighting and exploring European initiatives for an inclusive society. You will hear our guest speakers from Gothenburg, Sweden, Stuttgart, Germany, and here in Oslo, Norway. Their work has been part of exchanging knowledge and practices under the project Family Plus, which is partially funded by Erasmus Plus program of the European Union. The Family Plus project aims at overcoming the social exclusion of families through family education and empowerment activities adapted to the needs of the disadvantaged and migrant families. The Osodes was invited to contribute to their third study visit in Oslo under a three-day conference between 11th and 13th of March. However, the conference was cancelled due to the coronavirus outbreak and lockdown measures. In collaboration with Oslo Rosenhof Fuchsenablading, an adult learning center, are we able to produce this podcast season? And funded by Erasmus Plus program. Thank you for coming to this podcast, The Oslo Desk. We are inviting two women from Sweden. Maybe you can uh, introduce yourselves. Yes. Yeah. My name is Marianne Löf, and I am working at the Women's Center in Bergen in Gothenburg. My name is Andri Svensson. I'm the president of Kvinnos Center in Bergen, Sweden. Can you both tell me a little bit about what you do? Uh, the organization, uh, Kvinna Center. Yes, uh, this organization started at 1998 in Bergen, and uh, we work with women from all over the world. Most of the women came from uh, as refugees from different countries. Uh, most of them come from Somalia, and uh, we educate them in their, their human rights and uh, give them information where they can go if they feel to have questions about their rights. And uh, Ambrit here, she is a teacher and she educates the women in Swedish. Perhaps you can tell something about that. We have a different, very different education. Some of them are analphabetic and some are in academic. So we have to mix the education and take care of what they know from beginning or what they don't know. So many of them start from scratch to learn the alphabet and how to read and speak. So and write, of course. Mm. Yes. So how did how did you uh, get into this organization? Uh, at, at first, I was working in the community, and this organization contacted me to seek for money so they could employ a woman to lead this organization. And uh, I wrote a decision for the community, and they got the money. And at that time, I was not a member in Women's Center, but I fe- felt that it was a very good organization and they did a very important work and then I stopped working at the community. I started to be a member and at at the start I was not employed. I worked uh, with no salary Mm. and then uh, after a couple of years I was employed because we had money so we can pay me. Mm. And uh, I, I am working to found, uh, f- uh, Re- f- founding, founding, look mm. for founding, mm. and utveckla 
develop, develop, develop yeah. yes, and uh, also take care of uh, women. I am a so- social worker, and they come to me with many questions about their social uh, contacts with uh, authorities. Mm. Yes, um, it seems like funding is an issue. Uh, I've just been speaking to. Uh, uh, previous NGO, uh, I guess. Is this very common uh, for you? Is this very common in, in Sweden to see like all these no, initiatives? Is, is it's like not. It's, it's easy. It's a lot of work to find to the money. money. Yes, mm. it's a lot of work, and I have we together have to work a lot with this. And now when this. Uh, meeting is cancelled we have chose to stay here and work with that to seek for where we can seek funding where we can find the money for our organization Mm. We, we take these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, with the yes, coronavirus, yes. that um, mm-hmm. the whole conference has been cancelled. Mm. Uh, so, what were you, apart from the funding, what were you hoping to get out of um, being here in Norway? What would you, uh, what were you going to learn? Is there something particular that you wanted to? Um, to seek out. Yes, at this time we were very interested to hear how they work here in Norway and how they found the money to keep going. I I think the, the organization we were going to meet here is a community, it's not an and use mm. and uh, it's a, we are NGO mm. and it's different it's different to find the money it's different to uh, be uh, respected as a organization where we have a very good knowledge of these problems that women we meet mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm started because I live in this suburb for 42 years in Bergen and there is mostly refugees living there from all over the world and many of them from Somalia as she said mm. and they coming to us we was the first one who reached the Somalian women because they never left home before so we was first to get them to come to us learn them Swedish and about society what the law say rights and wrongs everything mm. and we have different Mm. Uh, activities they can join if mm. they like. Because you also talked about human rights as something quite important in your work. Mm. Could you expand a little bit why is it so important? Uh, because they get respect from their own children to participate in the school when uh, they have uh, their children go uh, for this parent meeting for example and uh, that they have to know how to act in society because it's different from their own country there is many differences and also they know must know the language if they go to the doctor everywhere they go it's not good to take the children to translate for them it's mm. not good so it's uh, their rights to know the Swedish language Mm. If they live in Sweden, they need to know it. Mm. What did you find in the process of, of um, because obviously you need, uh, the culture is quite different, yeah. uh, Somalia and, and also the Swedish. How did you manage to bridge those two cultures? For me, because I lived there so many years and I've been with people from different countries and I learned a lot about religions and culture in university. So it's no problem. I can speak to them and they understand and I understand what they say when they talk about culture and religion, something, so we can discuss it. Mm. So you're like a cultural uh, bridger. So yeah. you're, you're the bridge between these two yes. cultures by talking that. Um, so I, it comes down to language now. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, um, does these Somalian who, who come to your um, your organization for help, 
were they already not speaking so much Swedish? How did you um, teach them the language? How did you um, communicate with them if there is not a common language in place? Uh, in the beginning, you start with the alphabet, of course, but also we have a Somalian woman employed in our... So she can translate when it's necessary, but mostly we try to speak Swedish so they learn little by little. And also everybody help each other from uh, other countries they help the other and uh, they speak Swedish together so it's uh, there is no problem mm. do you have any success stories you want to share um the successes from the work you've been doing um is there something that um have any positive results and impact yes we have uh, get uh, about 80 women out in uh, employment oh wow so yeah. they uh, can uh, have their own salary mm. What kind of jobs were, were they doing? It's a different kind of jobs. For example, we have something we call kulturtolkarna. Marianne can speak more about that. <laughs> Culture pretenders. No, pretenders. Translators. 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 Culture yeah. translators. Yeah. We have 10 women from different countries who meet the new coming refugees and uh, guide them in the society mm. and guide them in the S- Swedish school system. And uh, what do we do more? Assistance for the yes, students. Yes, yes. And, and uh, I think it's very important to, they work together. The women at the Women's Centre learn together, work together, support each other. And they get new friends. It's a very nice place to be mm. for them and for us. We mm. learn together. Mm. Um, did you find any particular challenges uh, working uh, with this uh, group of people, a uh, group of women, and how did you overcome that? What did you do to, to overcome those challenges? Yes. Most of the women, they have never worked mm. in their home countries and in Sweden. We have women who have lived in Sweden for about 15, 20 years. They can not speak Swedish. They have never worked. They have been at, at home and a lot of children. We have Somalian women who have 10 or 12 children and they are single parents. Mm. Their husbands are leaving, get a new wife and so on. So the big challenge is to get this woman out of their homes. Mm. And then the next step is to get their own economy mm. so they can support their children and they can be a proud woman and proud parent. Mm. What is stopping them from coming out of their homes? What was the reasons? Uh, I think that is stopping them is the society. Oh. Yes, the culture. Mm. And we have, a, we have a lot of racism in Sweden too. Mm. especially for the Africans. Mm. So in that, because you mentioned that now, um, because of the backdrop now that we're in Europe and there's a lot of anti-immigrant uh, sentiments and the far-right movement, has that impacted your work? Has that made um, changes to how you function in your organization? Yeah. Can we say? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have worked with these questions such a long time yeah. and we felt like we are one of the women yeah. and we fight for their right in every way we can. Yeah. And uh, when we meet racistic people, yeah. we tell them about how wrong we are. And we invite them to visit us at the Women's Centre, meet the women. Uh, they are very good at cooking, very, very good. And you, you asked before if we have a uh, lucky story. Mm. We have a w- woman from Kurdistan, Iraq, and she, she, has, she wa- was married 
when she was 12 years old, and she has f her first child was born when she was 13 years old, and she was not allowed to go to school. So in Sweden, she was a widow. Her husband was much older, and he had died. And then she came to us. She had nothing. And she cried, and she felt very, very unhappy and didn't know what to do with her life. She could not speak very well Swedish. She couldn't write or read. And now she's employed at the women's center and she is taking care of the kitchen's work and cook a very good food. Mm. And she, uh, we have catering. Mm. So she feels as an important woman and mm. she was start proud mm. in for the, her children. She has how many? Seven children, I think. And uh, mm. she was 13 yeah. when she got her first child. Yeah. And she has, what say, my utvecklat. Developed. This uh, way. Yeah. Now yeah. she is a proud woman. Mm. And I'm so happy to take care, to have in mm. in her yeah. life, yes. yeah, agreeing. in her chain. Yeah. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something to add to that, Anne-Brett? No, it's really this, because the first uh, two weeks she just cried, and we sit and talk with her, and uh, all the time somebody was with her. And then uh, little by little she come in, in the women's center, and... Uh, no, she's this proud woman. Mm. And the first salary, her children f didn't uh, understand she have some salary. Show them money yeah. because I didn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and that has a thank for both of you and your work and, yeah. the, and your organization, of course. Um, what do you think is integration for you then? Uh, what, what do you think is um, a good integration? What do you think about the definition? Because like everyone has a different definition about integration. No, for uh, us it's mostly that you can p participate in the society and you can make your voice heard. And we speak a lot about it when it's uh, election. We speak a lot about the different parties that they must go and vote. So they go and vote uh, and we inform about everything around it. And we have this wake when it's the voting is counting. Mm. So we uh, sit together and follow how it works. Mm -hmm. uh, the it's result. Yeah, we sit oh, wow. together. Yeah. We eat something and then we see for the result. So it's very late evening. <laughs> but we, we think it's important that they see the result because they go and vote. There must be participation in this also. That is important for them. Mm, yeah, I love that. I absolutely do. Um, what would you say to immigrants who are listening to this? Is there any advice you want to give them? Yes, if you have some uh, uh, organization like this, you go there and you get some help for if you want to learn the language or you want to learn about society. Also, uh, like we do, we help with telephone calls if they want to go somewhere and need help and translation. So if there is some kind of organization like this, Go there. <laughs> mm. Is there any other messages you want to say to, uh, say, employers or the politicians or someone that you want to um, take this opportunity to, to speak up about? Yes. It? If um, you know about this organization, go there and look what they are doing. See, because there are many good fo forces there. Maybe someone that can employ. They can interview them and see if they find some employment. Mm, great. Um, I think that's all my questions, really. Is there anything you would like to add or something that you think I've missed? 
<laughs> I, I cannot think about that just now. I, I can agree with Ambrit that it's important to, to um, visit the organizations and not sit at home and be isolated. It's very important to look out where can I go, where can I get uh, help to find job or studies or something. Uh, it's important that they not just trust the authorities. Hmm. Uh, they have to find a new social network and so on. It's very important and it's our work to help them with that. Mm, brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I guess that will come to the end of the, the podcast interview. Thank you so much again. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, we need to think, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and obviously with the coronavirus, uh, that has... Uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.